0: Ah right like I was going full out and I fell on my face but you know what I got back up welcome to the unconditionally worthy podcast in this podcast I will guide you on your journey to connect with the true source of your self-worth Each week, we'll discuss barriers to unconditional self-worth, the connection between self-worth and relationships, self-worth practices you can apply to your life, and how to use self-worth as a foundation for living courageously. I'm your host, Dr. Adia Gooden, a licensed clinical psychologist, dance enthusiast, and a dark chocolate lover who believes deeply that you are worthy unconditionally. Hello and welcome to episode 15 of the Unconditionally Worthy podcast. It's still hard for me to believe that we're on episode 15. I know I say this every few episodes, but you know, six months ago, if you had asked me if I was going to have a podcast, I would have said, I don't know, or maybe. And you know, I think this podcast is really an example of me going for it and living life full out and showing up and sharing my gifts in a bold way that's somewhat vulnerable, but really fulfilling and gratifying when I hear that it's helping people and that it's resonating with people. And that's sort of what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about how Low self-worth keeps us holding ourselves back, and I'm gonna share a really powerful strategy to help you overcome that. And, you know, I decided to choose this topic for today because one of the things that is most heartbreaking for me about people being stuck in low self-worth, about people not knowing that they are unconditionally worthy is the fact that people hold themselves back and they self-sabotage and they don't really live. They don't live life full out. When you feel unworthy, you are often hiding and you keep yourself from shining. And when that happens, you miss out in your own life and the world misses out. So that's what we're gonna be focusing in on today. So I danced a lot when I was growing up. And I loved the feeling of moving my body to music and doing beautiful, flowing choreography. And one of my favorite parts of dancing was performing. I loved the adrenaline rush, the power I felt in my body, the ability to communicate emotions and connect with the audience through movement. It was just so uplifting and energizing for me. And I really felt like, When I was dancing, I was in my element. I was able to let go of the self-criticism, the worry, the anxiety, the comparison. I was not the best dancer in my dance conservatory in high school. But when I was performing, when I was out there, I wasn't worried about any of that. I was just present in the movement. And it was so powerful for me. And when we prepared for performances, one of the things our teachers would tell us is to dance full out. And I learned during my years of dancing that you have to practice full out in order to be able to perform full out. And yes, there are times when you mark the movement or do the movement partially when you're just practicing to save energy, but you cannot expect your body to go full out in the performance, if you have never danced full out in practice, right? You can't hold back during the process of preparation. You can't hold back until you're at sort of the moment of performance and then expect yourself to be able to show up and go full out in performance. And one of the things that you might hear if you're in a dance practice or rehearsal is Full out, go full out, do it full out, right? And it's, it's people encouraging you to show up bigger, bolder, to throw yourself into it more deeply. And dancing full out means putting your all into the movement, not holding back, but diving deeply into the choreography and getting lost in it. Dancing full out means bending your back a little further, jumping a little higher, stretching a little farther. And there's something transformative that happens when you dance full out. Something shifts in your body when you're fully immersed in the music and the movement. You stop analyzing and judging whether your movement is correct. And you just do what you feel. You're in it. You're flowing with it. I have experienced so much joy and bliss and elation from dancing full out. And no, I wasn't the perfect dancer. And no, I didn't always get it right. But I still had an impact on the audience. And I still felt like I was showing up fully. I talk a lot about dancing because I love it so much. And because I think it serves as a great metaphor for life. So often we live our lives marking it, holding ourselves back, analyzing, afraid to get in the middle of the dance floor. If we do allow ourselves to dance, if we do get to the middle of the dance floor, we don't go full out because we're worried we don't have the right moves. We drudge ourselves and we worry about what other people might think of our movement. We end up feeling like we've missed our chance to shine and we feel scared of what it would look like if we actually allowed ourselves to go full out and to shine in the world. I wonder if this can relate to you and your life experience. We can take it out of the realm of dance and think about, do you stay On the outskirts, do you hold yourself back? Do you have a dance within you, right? A presentation, a performance, a skill, a talent, a way of being and showing up in the world that you are holding back for fear that it would be too vulnerable to put yourself out there, to show up, to get out there, for fear that you might be judged, for fear of what would happen if you were actually good at it, if you were actually successful in this thing. While most of us like the idea of shining and succeeding in the world, deep down we're scared of what it could really mean if we were really worthy of that type of success and if we allowed ourselves to experience that type of success. Marianne Williamson's famous quote captures this beautifully. She says, Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Just let that soak in for a moment. It's so powerful. And I hope it leaves you feeling inspired, right? We can fear that if we were successful, other people wouldn't like us that we lose friendships, that we'd lose connection, that we'd lose some safety and security. We might fear that our success would make other people look or feel bad. But what Marianne Williamson is highlighting in this quote is that we are designed, we are born, we are destined to be brilliant and to let ourselves shine. And that when we do that, when we allow ourselves to shine, we inspire and we give other people permission to shine in the same way. So I hope this is leaving you inspired, and we're going to talk about how to start letting yourself shine. But first, I want you to start reflecting on how you might be holding yourself back in life. And it's not always obvious when we're holding ourselves back. So I want to give you a few examples. So one example is you see your dream job listed, but you don't apply Because you're not sure you're ready and you don't know if you have the skills and the experiences for it, even though you've been working in your industry for a while and you know that you have gifts and expertise and a lens that would be such a good fit for this role you might hold yourself back by procrastinating. You have a big presentation and you put it off and you put it off and you put it off because you're anxious and you feel like you have to do it perfectly and you're worried that you're not gonna do a good job. You're worried about the criticism of others. So you procrastinate until the very last minute and you don't give yourself enough time to do the presentation as well as you know you could. You might hold yourself back or self-sabotage by going out drinking or getting high the night before a big interview that you know is really important. And so you show up kind of hungover, not on your game, not as sharp as you know you need to be in order to really be present and do your best job. You could hold yourself back by knowing you have great ideas for how to lead a project but you don't put your name forward to take the lead. You don't volunteer because you're worried about the judgment and criticism you might receive if everything doesn't go well. Another way you could hold yourself back is knowing deep down what you wanna be doing in your life and where your true gifts and strengths lie, but you hold them back and you hide them because you're worried that they're not good enough. And you're worried that if you truly showed up in your gifts, You'd feel vulnerable and you don't feel okay with that. So, you may hold yourself back in one of these ways. You may engage in self sabotage in one of these ways. Just check in with yourself, or it might look different. Check in with yourself. Are there ways that you hold yourself back in life? Do you have fears about what it would mean to actually be successful, to actually let yourself shine? And how do those fears manifest in you holding yourself back? So since this podcast is all about self-worth, and you know I link everything back to self-worth, we're going to talk about the connection between low self-worth and holding ourselves back. So when we feel unworthy, we are much more likely to hold ourselves back in life. And there are two primary ways that this plays out. The first is that when we feel unworthy, we overlook our gifts and our strengths. When we're stuck in a place of low self-worth, we criticize ourselves and we can't see what we're good at. We can't see the value that we bring to the world. We judge ourselves, we are harsh with ourselves, and we feel like we have nothing to contribute and that who we are is a problem. And when we're in that place, when we're stuck in a place of feeling unworthy, feeling like we're not good enough, we hold ourselves back because we don't see ourselves clearly. We can't even see or locate the gifts and strengths that we could be offering to the world. And if we don't know where our gifts are, we're less likely to use them. We're less likely to allow ourselves to shine when we're showing up in a place of strength. A second way, main way that we hold ourselves back, connected to feeling unworthy, is that we don't feel worthy of success and love. And we don't feel like we should experience success, so we keep ourselves from it. And we hold ourselves back and self-sabotage because we cannot tolerate the success that might come with shining and showing up and sharing our gifts with the world. This can connect to imposter syndrome, which causes us to feel like a fake or a fraud despite our accomplishments. And when we struggle with imposter syndrome, we tend to hold ourselves back and hide. Right. We don't want people to see us because we worry that if people see us, they'll see that we are a fraud. Right. The idea of receiving accolades is scary Because we think, oh my gosh, if they give me an award, if they give me a promotion, if they give me an accolade, they'll see that I don't really deserve it. They'll see that I'm not really worthy. They'll see that I'm not really good enough. And so instead of showing up, instead of going full out, we hide, right? We say, okay, let me just stand against the wall. I'm not going to ask any questions. I'm not going to make any contributions. I'm just going to hide. I'm just going to play it cool. I'm just going to play it small. And we don't show up full out right? So just check in with yourself, right? Have these things played out in your life? Have you had trouble locating your gifts and your strengths? And have you felt unworthy of success or like you're an imposter? And has that caused you to hide, to play it small? See if you can check in with with whether or not you've experienced these things without judgment. So I hope you're ready to stop holding yourself back and to start believing in yourself, to start living life full out. Because when you allow yourself to go full out, yes, sometimes you fall. It is not always perfect. I had a dance performance my senior year and we were wearing these big pants and mine started to fall down. So my pants are falling down and we're running in a circle in the dance and I fell flat. On my face. There was a smack, there was a (gasps) gasp from the audience. It was embarrassing. Ah, right? Like I was going full out and I fell on my face. But you know what? I got back up and I kept going. And I am proud of myself. I am proud that that fall didn't keep me from the rest going full out in the rest of the performances. That weekend, yes, I made sure my pants were going to stay up, right? <laughs> I did some work to make sure I wasn't going to have, have that happen again, but I still showed up and danced full out. So, yes, we may have falls, but that's okay because we can get back up. So, don't let the fear of falling keep you from dancing, keep you from going full out because life is so much better when you go full out. When you go full out, you get to experience the bliss of moving in your power and your strength, of doing what you were born to do, of being free of constant analysis and criticism, which is just exhausting and drags you down. When you stop holding yourself back and start living life full out, you experience the joy of showing up and contributing your gifts to the world. And guess what? The world also benefits. The world is a better place when you are living full out. When we operate from a place of lack and I'm not feeling good enough, we tend to get burned out, frustrated, and resentful in our giving to the world. In contrast, when we operate from a place of worthiness, of knowing that we are unconditionally worthy, What we do, what we give, is not about proving our worth. It is about showing up and giving from a place of abundance, from our well of internal resources and energy that doesn't run dry. It's a beautiful thing. And I want you to experience that for yourself. All right. So I hope I've hyped you up enough. I hope you're like, yes, like this is what I want. Give me the strategy, Dr. Adia. So here's the strategy. I want you to focus on your intention instead of trying to be perfect, instead of worrying about the outcome, instead of worrying about what other people might say or do or how they might judge you. So often we are overly focused on the goal or the outcome of a situation, and this causes us to feel anxious and worried and causes us to hold ourselves back in the process. With this strategy, I want you to focus more on the process than the outcome. I want you to get clear on your intention and how you want to show up, how you want to be in any given situation so that you can focus on being present and shining instead of worrying about what other people are going to think Or what the outcome will be. So, the next time you have a presentation, for example, you would reflect on what your intention is for that presentation. Is it to get people thinking and engaged in a project? Is it to inspire people? Is it to communicate important information that will move your team forward? Is it to help the team connect? Consider your intention and focus in on that when you're preparing. Instead of thinking, oh, my God, it's got to be perfect. Oh, my God, are the slides perfect? Oh, my God, am I going to say everything perfect? Oh, my God, what do people think? Oh, my God. (laughs) Instead of getting caught up in all of that mental chatter that is unhelpful, I want you to think about the intention. And you can apply this. It doesn't have to be a presentation. You could apply this to the next date you go on, right? Is your intention to be present, to be yourself, to be curious, to get to know the person you are on a date with? is your intention when you're, um, you know, going for a job interview to show up and be fully yourself and to get curious about whether or not this job is going to be the right fit for you. So the idea is that we often get so focused on the outcome that we lose sight of the process. But when we focus on the process, when we focus on our intention, we're able to relax. We're able to be present with ourselves be present with what we're doing and to know that we can fulfill our intention without it being perfect i can fulfill my intention of putting forth an impactful podcast episode that resonates with you without it being perfect i messed up on a word or two in this episode you probably don't even remember maybe it got edited out it doesn't matter right? It does not have to be perfect in order for the intention to be fulfilled. And me focusing on my intention allows me to show up and go full out in this episode because it's about the intention. Yeah, some people may not like it. Yeah, some people may criticize me. Yeah, it's probably not perfect, but that's okay because my intention is to show up for you and to have an impact that is positive in your life. And I can do that without being perfect. And I can do that even if somebody criticizes me. And so when I focus on that, I worry less and I show up more. It's just like when I was dancing. When I focus on moving my body to the music in an impactful way, in a way that is moving to those watching... I don't worry about, is this perfect? Is this movement exactly right? What if people judge me? I just allow myself to be present in it and it feels so good. That's what I want you to connect to for yourself. So I encourage you to identify one area of your life where you've been holding yourself back, where you've noticed yourself sabotaging your success. And I want you to identify one to two intentions and commit to going full out in that area and see what happens. Do an experiment. See how you feel. See how you experience the process. See what it feels like to allow yourself to show up. And then also take note of the feedback you receive. My guess is that the experience is going to feel better and you're going to get even better feedback. I'd love to hear how it goes. So send me a DM on IG at Dr. Adia. Send me an email, Dr. Dradea at dradiagooden.com, or tag me in a post on Instagram. I want to hear how this goes. I want to hear the experiment you're doing, your intention, and how it goes. Share it with me. So that's what I have for you today. I hope it has been inspiring. I hope that you are ready to let yourself shine because I want to see you shining in the world. The world needs your light. So as always, thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for the next episode where we'll be talking about how unconditional self-worth gets you out of playing the victim in your life and into being the hero of your life. It's going to be a good one. So make sure to tune in. Thanks for joining me this week on the Unconditionally Worthy podcast. Make sure to visit my website, dradiagoodin.com and subscribe to the show on iTunes so you'll never miss an episode. You can also follow me on social media at Dr. If you love the show, please leave a review on iTunes so we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Lastly, if you found this episode helpful and know someone who might benefit from hearing it, please share it. Thanks for listening and see you next episode. This episode was produced by Chris and Tiana and the music is by Wattaboy.